Well, that's part one gone our way. Uh, welcome to episode 154 of Mike White's podcast. As always, I'm Jack, joined by KC. Hello. And uh, as has now become tradition, the Simpsons title. Hello, Villa, Leeds United. Remember in March when we let you win 3-0? Well, now I need you to do a favour for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank- cheers, Villa. It's much appreciated. Um, how are you feeling after that result, mate? Uh, I should say, Burn- Burnley won Aston Villa 3. It was never really in any doubt Burnley's goal was in the 91st minute. Um, yeah, obviously, it was very much needed um, to, to kind of keep them in and around the, the relegation spots. There is the part of me that, and I was listening to the interview with, with Hassan on the way home, they've lost eight of their last 12. I feel like they could get dragged into this still. If this was a 42-game season, I'd agree with you. I just think they've got enough that they'll be okay. But they have. that's why I was so incredibly pissed off about that one-all draw we had at Ellen Road. Because mm. they were shite and we should have beat them. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a good and, team. And, you know, if you look at that table again, and, you know, Southampton are only on 39 and we're instead on 36... They're probably still out of it, but we feel a lot better. Yeah, we're basically um, safe. Yeah. Did you did you actually watch any of the game, Burnley Villa? I have not, no. Ah, mate. I, I watched all the second half while I was working, but I was a bit busy in the first half. But I've watched the highlights since. Villa were miles the better side, cutting through them at will. Uh, Emi Buendia had a really good game, uh, which definitely helped. Because... Uh, when they brought him in for Coutinho, there was a lot of Leeds fans not very happy. But yeah. It seemed, but it seemed to work a, well. He's had a quiet couple of weeks as, as Coutinho, to be fair. And, and Villa haven't been in the best of form. No. Uh, but yeah, early goal for Danny Ings, put through by Buendia. And then Buendia... Oh, sorry, I, I've just loaded the league table. Did not realise Brighton were 1-0 in front. Oh, oh they're beating Scum? Yep. Oh, good. It says a lot about the situation we're in that I, I, I haven't even realised. I barely even realised they were playing. Uh, Wendy made it two from a Luca Dean cross, and then Ollie Watkins made it three early in the second half from a John McGinn cross, if I remember rightly. But yeah, they were miles for better side. It was never really in doubt. It was so never in doubt that I did put two pound fifty on Burnley or draw at half time. Yeah, <laughs> because I you, I couldn't not. Uh, it makes quite a big difference in terms of, like, the models and stuff. Uh, that that one result, even without us playing, takes Burnley back to being favourites to go down. Uh, Burnley are 6-5, to five, we're 7-4, to and Everton are 11-4. to four. And Everton are 11-4 to four feels mental when they're the ones in the bottom three, two points behind. But it's because their fixtures look quite nice and they've got a game in hand on us and they've currently got two in hand on Burnley. Yeah. It's all obviously incredibly volatile now with all the games being top tomorrow at two o'clock. Um, I was going to say, I'm what? just looking at that. Um, I know they mentioned it only because they mentioned it on the square ball that project 538, and it's you know how, how bang on it is. I don't uh, know if it'll have updated after the game yet. Uh, well, Burnley are below us now, they're 35. Uh, we were 44. We are now 37. Burnley are 35%. I don't know how it's ranked that. And Everton are 28%. Uh, 
Uh, quite close then. Yeah. According to them. Um, but yeah, that's a... So, just obviously before we get into tomorrow's games, and I say games because we will briefly talk about Leicester and Everton as well. Um, how are you feeling given the result today? Have them finally losing a game sort of levelled your panic off a little bit? Yeah, because it, it had to happen. It had to happen at some point that as... as... You know, as, as confident as they were, they're still not a particularly good team. Like I, I know they've, they've they've pulled some results out recently, but um, no, that that needed to happen, and it does take it sort of takes some pressure off tomorrow because uh, just purely based on league positions, it's not a game we should be winning. But I am assuming Leicester will be resting a few players because they don't have a lot to play for and they played Thursday night. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't have to rest them for anything now. Hmm. But you would think that they'll still rest a few. Um, the main thing that it changes for me is that it takes... Like, don't get me wrong, it's, a, it's Arsenal away. A point at Arsenal was always a good result even in the dire situation we're in. But I think that Burnley result takes it from a good result to a great result. Yeah. Because that one point could make all the difference in the world. And st- and sort of both statistically we where we'll be because we'll be above them, but also just the pressure it piles onto them that they're below us. I mean, obviously the main thing that would help is Leicester beating Everton, but we'll uh, we'll see about that tomorrow. Um, obviously no one's going to be able to watch that except for people who will bother with two screens because it's the same time. Um, we've already said we think Leicester will rest a few. Do you fancy Everton to get some out of that? Um, just if I remember rightly, is this Everton's first away game for a while? Um... Yes, they're away. Yeah. Um, because the points they picked up recently have all come at home as well. Mm. So hopefully being away from Goodison Park will demoralize them to such an extent that they will capitulate and lose five nil and lose all confidence for the rest of the season. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, hopefully, um, and I'm hoping Kalechi Inacho has the game of his life. Yeah, uh Rogers has actually said in his press conference, by the sounds of it, it'll make a few changes. Bertrand and Ndidi are out. Uh, Lampard was saying, oh, Richarlison might play, but his ankle hurts. I think he's definitely going to play. He's just he's just placating him for being a bit soft. Hmm. Uh, but um, Andre Burners might be back for Everton, but Godfrey, Townsend, Van der Beek, and accor- sorry, according to the BBC, Godfrey, Townsend, Van der Beek, and Townsend remain out. It was a big injury to Townsend, to be fair. Yeah, he's out twice. Um, I must admit, just <clears throat> I I always fancy teams when it's the team with shitloads to play for versus the team with sod all to play for. I mean, Leicester were 14th. They could not have less to play for. Yeah, Leicester are, are very comfortable at this point, aren't they? Um like I mean, they, let's actually come to think. It is a thing that needs mentioning. They've had a shit season in the league. Yeah, it's 
it's it's I was gonna say the Europa League, it's just first the Europa Conference League, it's the same thing. There's there's a lot of teams do struggle that yeah when and they have been they have been particularly unlucky with injuries as well. Like that yeah. for Fana. That for Fana is their best defender and he was out nearly the whole season with a broken leg. Johnny, Johnny, Evans, for a lot. Johnny Evans has been out for a fair period of time as well. Yeah. Um but uh, and Howdy Bounds was out for quite a while as well, wasn't he? Yeah. There's, there's there's quite a few teams who struggle that, you know, especially if you're not playing in it regularly, that struggle with the Thursday, Sunday uh, run of fixtures. So it it's not it is a disappointing season for them, but it's not it's not entirely surprising. No, but I must admit, I I don't just think Everton will get some. I think Everton will win. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that while Leicester might not have anything to play for, Pats and Daka does. Well, it's a point to prove. Yeah, well, he'll be on the bench and behind Ian Acho most likely, but yeah. Poor Pats and Daka. I mean, Leicester are ever so slightly favourites with the Bookies, but that's at home. Hmm. Which says, like four weeks ago, this fixture, Leicester would have been odds on or even money. And all of a sudden, it's just moved right up. Uh, So, yeah, the main event. Arsenal away tomorrow, two o'clock. For them, it's pretty much... Their team probably will change. Ben White is is now a maybe, having been injured for a couple of games, but it, I don't think he'll come straight back in. Uh, Thomas Partey and Kieran Tierney are out. So they, they've basically been 4 2 3 1 the vast majority of the time lately. And I would think it'll stay the same. So Ramsdale in goal, Tommy Yasu holding Gabriel and Tavares at left back. Tavares versus Rafinha could be very interesting because Tavares has some furpo about him. Hmm. Very aggressive, very front foot, but if he gets it wrong, he's in trouble, and he seems to get it wrong a lot. Uh, Elneny and Xhaka in the middle, probably. Uh, Saka on the right, Odegaard in the middle, Martinelli on the left, and then Nketiah up top, probably. Um, yeah, Smith Rowe's coming back. Was he, does he have a bit of a knock and has been yeah, he, coming back he, in? He got an injury, Martinelli came in, and since then Martinelli's been really good. So he just kept him in. Yeah. But Smith Smith Rowe has come off the bench the last couple. Uh and he's usually sort of come on for Martinelli with about an hour gone. Uh the main news for us is Liam Cooper should be back. Which, considering the rumours after the game with it, he was out for the season. Yeah. You know, gotta be pretty happy with that. So um what do you think that we'll stick with the three four three that played against Man City, or do you think we'll go back to four two three one slash four triple two? I I'd still like us to stay with with the the three four three. I thought it suited us against against City, and whether that's just because they they press higher up, but um, I, th- I thought the, the wing play between as I said before, the wing play between Dallas and and Rafinha worked quite well and I don't we didn't mention it last time but um whether Jamie Shackleton might be an option to come in at right back. Yeah as as of the last podcast that I'd forgotten he was fit again. Even though I did watch him play for the twenty threes. It just slipped my mind that he was fit. Yeah. Um so whether he's fit enough to, to get through the Arsenal game, I don't know. Um I suppose the other option then is 
Um, depending on everyone being fit, does Cooper come back in and you move Ailing to to right wing back? Yeah, uh, I did actually after the, after the Man City game, I was thinking back to our podcast when we first hired Marsh, and I was saying that based on our squad and the formations he's played at Leipzig and Salzburg, he did play three four three a fair bit, and I said with our squad, I think that's probably the best fit. Mm. Um, the only thing that worries me is are we gonna are we gonna score enough goals with three attackers compared to the four that we would have? Um if Marsh did if if we do go with the three four three, if Cooper's fit, you would think he starts. Like he's gotta come back in. So what do you reckon the back three would be? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because the, the issue then is, like you say, if you do play, call call it a back five, do you move Ailing to to right wing back and keep Cock in, in central defence and have Cock, Ailing in, uh, Cock, Cooper and Strike? Or does he move back into midfield if you went with Ailing, Cooper, Strike and... Shackleton at right wing back. And I mean, other, other than the Man City game where we've since found out Yorente was injured, it's picked Yorente for every game. Yeah. So, I, I, to be honest, if I didn't see the full press conference. So, is that was there any mention I, of Yorente's fitness? I or? don't actually remember him saying either way, but if he was fit enough to be on the bench last time, it can't have been all too serious. Hmm. So, I do wonder if he might go... It does say a lot that we're not mentioning Charlie Cresswell for this role at all. No, I, I, by the way, I would be absolutely fine with Charlie Cresswell playing. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's picking him for this. Yeah, I'd be fine uh, with it, but, I'd, but you'd also be surprised. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one because normally with Dallas out, I would be thinking, yeah, put Aileen at right wing back. But his passing this season has generally been awful. And if he's going to play in that wing back role, it's quite difficult to do that if your passing's not good. And I think it's the da- I, I think he might well have stuck with the three four three, but I think the Dallas injury means we'll go back to a four, mm. just so he can just play Ailing as a standard right back. As much as I wouldn't play him Furpo at left back, and then I think he'll just go Juventus and Cooper, and he'll drop Strap. And then do you think he goes back to uh, Cock and Phillips like he wanted to do at the start of the Man City game? I think it will be that, yeah. Even though I thought Matthias Click was pretty good against Man City, uh, I think it'll be, I've, I think it will be Phillips and Cock, and he'll try and be really solid in in that area. I I've mentioned this over the last four podcasts: Bakayo Saka versus Firpo. Can we play Strauch at left back? Ugh. I don't think we lose anything in terms of passing. I don't think we lose it in terms of distribution. We maybe lose it. We we do lose a little bit going forward. Hmm. I think that trade off is well worth it to play Strauch at left back for this game. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. But my my other concern at the moment is whether Strike's got the the confidence levels to play it at the moment. I, I, I feel like this season has been. Especially that that back end under Bielsa, I, I don't know if it's 
I feel like it might have affected his confidence a bit as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the, I'm trying to remember what the game was when he, he played at, at left back. Um, I mean, he's, he's done it a few times. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember when he lasted it this season, but he, he seemed to have a good game there. Because I think I remember watching it and being surprised at how much he was he was actually going forward. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing with him because like he's comfortable enough on the ball. I really, really wouldn't have any doubts about him being good enough to play there. Hmm. And I just think defensively, he's so much less of a bomb scare. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing to go with it. Like I can't. Hmm. I can't pretend that I'm not terrified of Bukayo Saka against Junior Firpo. Mm. It's you know it's a very good player up against again another player who is probably lacking confidence at the moment. Mm. I mean, we've said it about a lot of games since Match took over that we're scared of as fullbacks because they can get one v one, and the same does go if it's a back four for Ealing on the other side. Mm. But it's not it's not so much because of him. Like I think he defended Zaha really well, and that was a really tough ask. But whether it's Martinelli or Smithrow, I think those are both very difficult. Yeah, just say, I, I, and it was one of those things I, I thought at the time and then I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it. I know Firpo's yellow card against City probably was a yellow card. Mm. I, fe- I feel like if he got that 10, 15 minutes later in the game, I don't think he was getting a booking for that. Because the way that, that City game was refereed was that the ref was going to stamp down on everything in the first 10 minutes and then after that seemed to let so much go. Yeah, it was a it was there was some odd refereeing in that, but to be honest, it was one of them it's hard for me to even worry about it when we were playing them. Yeah, I mean I mean look, he I'm trying to remember who it would have been on that side if it was Sterling or Jesus or whoever it was for City at that point, but <laughs> I know he basically grabbed him round the waist and held on for dear life. Yeah. And it probably would should be a yellow card, but the, the stuff that got let go 20 minutes after that, I, I felt I kind of felt a bit sorry for him that he was the one that got booked out of all that and some stuff just got left. Mm. Uh, do you reckon anything will change in forward areas? Because obviously for Man City, uh, Dan James dropped out because we're playing the five. Do you think he comes yeah. back in if, it's, if we go to a four? Yeah, if it, it, I'd imagine it goes back to James and Rodrigo. And then, yeah, back to Harrison and Rafinha out wide. Well, I suppose it was still that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I don't see... I don't see now Gelhart or Greenwood getting the nod unless, unless there's an injury, to be honest. I don't see him changing it. No, I don't either. If if he was gonna start, well, I know he likes Greenwood, but if he if he was gonna start one, I think it would be Gellart. Mm. I think he likes Greenwood off the bench in certain situations, but I think if he was gonna start one, it'd be Gellart. The obviously we have been told that Bamford is back on the grass, but they didn't make it sound like he was particularly close. No, it was very odd because he said talking about Dallas's injury that he's making good progress, so it was like. Is it not too soon to say the progress yeah. he's making? He had surgery a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it the, does the sound fact, like it is is the progress that his leg is still attached. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, it sounded like they were basically saying the surgery went as well as could be expected, and we'll see from here. Yeah, I, I just I just found the wording of it very odd that he says making good progress. Like, sorry, have we gone from six months to, oh, well, you know, Brentford on the last day? Stuart Dallas, he could be there. Yeah. We'll get a pic we'll get a picture of him and, and Pat Bamford on the grass together. Yeah. And then we'll be ah, oh, they, they must be nearly fit now. And then it's like, no, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, well, by the looks of it with Dallas, if he's back this side of Christmas, he'll have done really well. Mm. Um so yeah, one of the one of the things I've got written down here is do we play a striker or do we play Dan James? And I think we both think it'll be Dan James if it's a if it's a four. And it'll, Rodri- Rodrigo as a striker and, it, and it'll be Rodrigo if it's a three. Because I think if, if James plays, it is Rodrigo off James rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, I do I do keep looking at it and just... There is part of me just wants to go, no, just play Rodrigo and Gellar and drop one of Harrison or James. I don't think he's going to, but like... I just I like the idea of having two actual forwards up there. Yeah. Because I think I just I think we're gonna need we're gonna need a goal. The the one thing about Arsenal is they, they don't have an out and out goal scorer. Um just... over the last three weeks, Eddie and Ketty would disagree with you. Yeah. I mean I'm looking around them in the in them and and the teams around them in the table, and they've got fifty-four goals. That's five less than than Spurs, three less than Scum. Uh, it's only one more than West Ham. But there's just there's there's not a leading scorer there. No, and the thing with Arsenal is that they are Arsenal. Well, they, they always try to walk they... it in. They do throw in shit performances. Like they, mm. they, they do do that, and like, but, but but I mean, I wonder if because uh, Spurs play Liverpool later, don't they? Like, yeah. If if Liverpool win that, which you'd expect they will, then Arsenal will be ahead with a game in hand and could like really not seal, but get fairly close to sealing the top four spot by beating us. It's um. It's just very odd because you just look at the run of fixtures. That... Sorry, is this game of scums that they're playing right now? Is that their thirty seventh game? Yes. So, like, are they just sitting around watching rest of the season while everyone else plays? Already on the play. Yeah, I hadn't realised that. Um... Yeah, because I, I, because I thought it was weird when they were talking about the the players playing their their last game at Old Trafford or not playing yeah. their last game at Old Trafford, as it turned out with Jesse Lingard. Yeah. Um, boohoo! You didn't get to play at Old Trafford in the last game of a club that you want to leave. Like I, I've got very little sympathy. But anyway, um, and I was there going, what? They got like three straight away games now. Oh no, they've just they've just nearly finished. Yeah. Uh, we just have a message from a, a a name that sends shivers down the spine in this parish, Michael Brown. Oh Christ. Uh, he said he didn't expect Burnley didn't expect Burnley to lose today, but watching that game, they were lackluster. They've got Spurs and Villa away, and then Newcastle at home. Which you know that does actually make me feel a bit better because those 
you know, those are relatively tough games. But then I think that there is either an accidental double negative or this is going to kill us. No team in 17th place at this stage, two points ahead of 18th, has never been relegated. No. I know, he said no, to, he said no team has never been relegated. So they uh. always get relegated. So we'll break the curse. Right? No, we don't. We don't do that for for negative things. Yeah, we only do hey. that when it's a positive. Hey, look, we've lately got a really good. We've even got a decent record in London at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, compared to the previous four years, where I think we won one. <laughs> the, da- the, the daft thing is, looking at the fixtures now. Oh, sorry, looking at Arsenal's run of games. They beat Villa 1-0, then they lost to Palace, lost to Brighton, lost to Southampton. And losing to Southampton takes some doing. Beat Chelsea, beat Scum, beat West Ham. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing. They are just... all over the place. They are Arsenal. You know, that is what they're like as a team. (laughs) Arsenal, it is inconsistent by nature. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just a a very odd run of games to, to have gone on. Um... Uh, they are a decent team. They're not. There's there's not many of them. Uh, there's probably like the three whoever's in their attacking midfield. I sort of look I at just... and think that's that's a good you know Odegaard, Saka, and either Martinelli or Smith Rowe. And I think there's a lot yeah. of creativity there and a lot of threat. When I th- when I thought you were going to say there's nothing to there's no one who you really fear, I was going to say the three behind the stack. Yeah, but. You know they've 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 not got a you know a, they've not had a striker this season who's been a regular goal threat, which is why you've got you know Lacazette's on about six or something this season. Um, the central defenders at the moment, obviously, if Ben White plays, he's quality. Rob Holding, not so much. Gabriel's a weird one. I've st- he's been there for years now. I still can't make my mind up about him. Mm. Um, but I do genuinely think that the one to get at is that Nuno Tavares retaining yeah. being out. He, he's had a couple of games where he's looked like an absolute... Like, didn't he score in the... He scored in the win against Scum for him. But he was the worst player on the pitch. Yes. Like, he, 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 gave, give away, he gave away pen- he gave away the penalty, didn't he? As well, yeah, the, and it the, wasn't the just Fernandes that. Missed. He was just all over the shop. He was like like he was playing with far too much nervous energy for, for his body. Uh, yeah. So pressuring, if they're trying to play out or anything like that, pressing him could be very well, hard. Like City when it sort of went to the wide, the wider central defender. Mm. Yeah, let, you know, I don't say let them have it in central areas because... Obviously, we have previous for letting central defenders run into large holes, but yeah. um, you know, I, I thought we did do a good job, of, especially on Nathan Ake, that sort of pressing him when he was sort of closer to the touchline. Um, so again, if it you know, kind of springing the press on him when he gets it could be, yeah, you know, I think we could get some joy from that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is. How much genuine hope do you have for this game? And do you think it's just Burnley getting beat <laughs> helping? I, I really don't know. Like, they're, they're 
Are they fourth? Or have they dropped down to fifth? No, they're fourth. They're fourth. They're like, you they're, two, they're two points ahead of Spurs, and Spurs play Liverpool at like half seven or something. So yeah. if Liverpool win, which you'd think they will, they'll be two points clear of fifth with a game in hand. Like, you don't get to that position by being a poor team. Yeah. Oh, and also, just because I've just remembered, another thing that might really get them motivated, didn't Chelsea throw away a 2-0 lead to draw two all with Wolves? In the oh, is that why that finished? Yeah, I didn't even realise until I was looking for the Burnley thing just to check on the first half. God, I wish I had the confidence of Michael Brown. Burnley have shot their bolt. They've had their good run. They needed to get beat or get a point against Villa to stand a chance to stay up. They won't win away to Spurs or Villa. Don't say they won't win away to Spurs or Villa. (laughs) Just never say they won't. I'll give you you don't think they will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just I look at Arsenal in the league and I mean, to, to be there, and I, and I don't know if this is... I, I, I've not got anything to gauge it off, but I'm just kind of looking. They've lost 11 games this season, but, but they've only drawn three. God, I didn't realise they'd lost that many. Same for yeah, them, Spurs and Scum. They've all lost I, 11. Don't get me wrong, they're doing it at a better level than we did, but that's what helped us last season. Mm. We didn't draw. We lost plenty. We lost loads of games, but we won. All right, last season, Chelsea Chelsea were fourth with nine defeats. Mm. Um, Liverpool also had nine, but they were kind of the outliers. Oh, that was sort of due to the injury crisis they had. Um, but yeah, so whoever finishes fourth is going to is going to have lost, you know, two or three more games than than what was needed last season. Yeah. So, I don't know what any of that means. Like, yeah, I, so, it, gives, I mean, it gives me hope. I know we've got four games left, but we've only actually lost one more game than we lost last season. God, it's just, it's just that we've drawn, we've drawn ten. Yeah, last season and last season we only drew five the entire season, so we won a lot of games. And that's what I meant about that's going back to that thing of me being what the one worry I've got about if we do play three four three is the goal mm. threat, especially with Noah Bamford. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose with our goal difference as well, it, it's as near as makes no difference as to whether we go for it or not. Yeah, that was one thing when we were uh, at the Man City game. Everyone in the stand was saying, "Once we're two 0 down, well, we might as well go for it because if we were close on goal difference, you're like, well, you can't risk that." But mm. our goal difference is so screwed. We've already... That thing that we say about goal difference being an extra point, we've already lost that point. Yeah. We're not going to go out and win, win a couple of games 5-0 to catch up. It's just not going to happen. So if we end up behind, you have to just go for it. Um, there's only two things that I want to have left. Uh, Michael Brad has said at the end of that last point that Leeds will need four points to stay up. How many points do you think Leeds need? I, do, I think it'll be around that. Yeah, just say Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Brighton at home, Brentford away. Yeah, I, I mean, it, get, it the anxiety gets worse and worse because I don't expect us to win the next two games, but it also heaps so much more pressure onto the last two. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, if you got four points, finish on thirty-eight, and you went down, I do think that would be a bit unlucky. Well, the the best way because I genuinely think Everton are winning tomorrow. I've said that. So what you have to think is then, if we were to get four points, that would mean Burnley also need four, wouldn't it? Because they're ahead of us on goal difference. Mm. So do you think Burnley will get four points from Spurs away, Villa away, Newcastle at home? I think four is exactly what they'll get. I'm going to say they get two. Spurs, add... Spurs, Spurs need to win. This is the problem. Spurs need to win that, but it is exactly the sort of game Spurs would lose. Yeah, I think that they might have actually lost at home to Burnley. This might be wrong. I feel like they got beat at home to Burnley last season. Hmm. Um, but... uh, friend of the podcast, Ali, saying that he thinks we need five. I think five would be enough because I think Burnley are going to get four. I think they're going to get a win, a draw and a loss from the last three. I'm just I'm just looking through the league tables from the last couple of seasons. Last year, I'm guessing this well, is the highest you've, you'll have needed for a while. Last season it was 28 points, was 18th. Bournemouth the year before went down on 34. Um, Cardiff 34. I'm not going to keep going back and just say this over and over again. Swansea 33. So yeah, it is. It's probably going to be the highest it's been for. A, a fair while. Got was it West back. Ham that went? Was it West Ham that went down with like forty? Yeah, I'm just. Uh, th- Newcastle went down with thirty-seven mm. in uh, what year is that? 2016. Yeah. And then Hull um, again, thirty-five. Yeah. Whereas I must admit, and I know it's pessimism, but I'm looking at Everton's last five. Leicester away, Watford away, Brentford at home, Palace at home, Arsenal away. I could honestly see him getting 10. I think they'll beat Leicester. I think they'll beat Watford. I think they'll beat Brentford at home. I think, to be honest, I think they'll beat Palace at home because Palace won't have to play for. Arsenal probably will on the last day, so I think Arsenal will beat them. But I think they'll win four out of five. So I'm saying 10 because they'll probably draw one of them. I... It's not because they're good. It's not because they've got a good manager. It's not because they've got good players, although they do have good players. I just think they're up for it and the other teams aren't going to be. So I I honestly think it's going to end up us v Burnley. And I do think, looking at it, we are in the slightly better position. Yeah. But but not by much. Uh, Just having a look. Do you know what gives me confidence? I definitely wouldn't go as far as saying anything gives me confidence, but... You are the optimistic one. Everton have won one game away from home all season. That's it. If it wasn't for the and fact that I know, got, if it wasn't for the fact draws. that I know, I know for certain it wasn't at Ellen Road, I would assume it was at Ellen Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, so <laughs> there is that, and you, their run of games. What do we say? Um. He has three away games in there. Yeah, Leicester, Watford, and Arsenal. And, and to be honest, like I know Brentford have nothing to play for, but they're they're in some good form at the moment. No, I don't know what it finished today, but they beat Southampton pretty easy, didn't they? They, they, won, three they, nil. they won three nil. Or it was three nil last I checked. Pontus scored. I know that. Oh. Um. 
So I don't think that's going to be an easy game for them. And, and I think there, is, there will be part of Brentford looking at just trying to finish as high as they can now. You know, they've won three out of the last five. Well, that that's one thing uh, they will really want to push on for any positions they get. Because with their transfer thing, if they can get themselves two places higher and get an extra three million quid, they can yeah. probably find an absolute worldie of a player for that. Yeah, they can start, you know, further building yeah. the team around. <laughs> Mike, uh, Michael Brown, further to your point, saying worst away record in the league ever. And their last away win was in September at Brighton. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, co- yeah. Compa- comparatively, we we have the same record home and away. Won four, drawn five, lost eight. Mm. So, it, it is Everton's home form that has kept them in touching distance. Um, if only fucking Burnley, Burnley have only if, won two. Yeah, if Scum and Chelsea could have just been competent and just beat them. Like just again, just looking at Burnley's record, Spurs is away, Villa's away. They'd be they on twenty six the... fucking points. <laughs> Pardon? If Scum and Chelsea were competent, they'd be on twenty six points. Yeah. They'd basically be down. You know, I, 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 <laughs> and, and I know it is clutching or whatever I can at this point, but again, only winning two games away from home, and that they've got seven draws in that still. Yeah. But whereas with us, it is it's a lot more inconsistent, but it it reads to me again grasping that we are the more likely of the three to win our games away from home. Yeah. As I say, I do genuinely, I feel a lot better than I did uh, three, four days ago, but I'm still not confident at all. I won't pretend I am. It would be disingenuous. Uh, this podcast has actually gone a little bit longer than I thought it would because we didn't have to look back at anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I actually mentioned it. But uh, a thing, literally, to keep half an eye on tomorrow because it's so much less important. Chelsea under twenty threes are playing Spurs under twenty threes at one o'clock. Mm. Uh, if Chelsea win, Leeds go down. If Chelsea don't win, Leeds stay up. So I mean, like it's on at the same time as the Leeds game. So no one's going to what be paying much attention. But it is a, just a thing to know. Uh, last last thing I'm looking at here as well. Sorry, I've I've, I've been sucked into this. These tables now. Yeah, football does that to you. <laughs> um, just on home form or the home results this season, uh, Everton would be eleventh. We would be seventeenth, and it would be Brighton who would go down. Mm. Who've only won three games at home. Um, that explains base- why. That explains why their fans are still as pissed off as they are because if their better results have all been away. Yeah. Uh, based on away form, Everton would be bottom. The Norwich and Burnley would go down with them, and we would be thirteenth. Yeah, and we'd be safe with a terrible goal difference. Uh, so yeah, there's only uh, one bit left to do. What do you reckon tomorrow? Uh, Mark Viduka style three-two win. Why not? I think we score with this one. I'm gonna. You're gonna go as far as you know, how far you're gonna stretch. Uh, no, the the record's been too. Uh, yeah, we'll lose two one. 
You you nearly talked me into a draw. <laughs> With your relentless optimism. Hang on a second. Where uh, oh no, that will that will not support my argument. Uh looking at the home table for Arsenal. Why are they like third? Yep. Yep. I'll figure <laughs> a behind Man City and Liverpool. Yep. <laughs> cool. Um uh ten points behind Liverpool, admittedly, so they're basically shit. Uh, in other news, 53rd minute, Brighton 2, Scum 0. Uh, Moises Caicedo and Mark Kukurea. Which, you know, it has no effect on us, but it is still funny. Oh, yeah, with th- things you love to see. Yeah. Hang on. Right. That means Scum are going to stay on 57, 58 points. West Ham would have to go on a good run, but they can catch him. <laughs> And knock him into a conference league, which would be great. Man, you haven't had a shot on target yet. No. <laughs> but yeah, um, that will do us then for episode 154 of the Mighty Whites podcast. As we play again Wednesday, I would think we'll probably be back Tuesday. Probably. Yeah, because uh, we'll probably be out Monday night. So, uh, yeah, that... Oh, God, just... Just imagine how good it would feel if we could fucking win this game. It would be as it would be just about as good a feeling as I've had from football. Like it wouldn't be the same as getting promoted, but it would it be maybe eighty percent of it if we won this game. I would feel that good. Yeah, uh, it's that thing of, of seeing Everton's results against teams in similar positions recently and you just assume they'll be everyone now yeah. and then looking at despite our recent form just looking at games like this and go well we've got no chance yeah <laughs> it's it, it's what your brain does it is just exaggerating both of these things to the worst possible extent that Everton and Burnley are going to go unbeaten now for the rest of the season and that even though I know Arsenal have lost to Southampton and Brighton and Palace, but we will still lose 9 0 to them. Yeah. Well, but we're not. We're going to win 3 2. Cool. Right. Well, that will do us. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.